Welcome to the School of Salvation, Chapter 1. I'm going to begin today reading out of Romans, the 16th chapter, the 25th verse. Now to him who is able to establish you, according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which has been kept secret from long ages past, but now is manifested by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the eternal God, has been made known to all the nations, leading to obedience of faith. Now him, the Holy Spirit, who is able to bring revelation, was doing it in Paul's time. And he was sharing with his brothers, this was the one that is coming in on the clouds. This was the one that is coming to judge all of the righteous and the unrighteous. This is the Son of God. But this, he came as a suffering servant. He came as the Lamb of God. And they did not understand that part. They understood that he would return immediately following Jacob's distress. We'll discuss that in latter chapters about the timing, the timeline of the Lord. And he will come. They will cry out to him. And we know that time. I want to encourage you to study these scriptures, print out the scriptures along with each and every one of my messages. But today, he is bringing fresh revelation of the day we live. Not of the Lamb of God, but the Lion of the tribe of Judah that's about to come. That's about to bring judgment on the world. We need to understand, do this, know the time. One of my favorite scriptures, you'll find that out in these, chip, these chapters. Romans 13, 11 through 14. I get excited. It says, do this, knowing the time. We need to know the day. There will be no excuse to not know exactly where we are in Christ, in his plan, in it, that, to know that his kingdom is about to be established. On earth for a thousand years. We lay all of that out. But we have to be a part of his body. We have to be a part of the church. We have to be a part of his bride. We need to be in the Lamb's book of life. He's coming and he's coming soon. And there's revelation being given. And as one of his prophets, I think that I have much to share with you. And I'm going to share all of these scriptures, chapters by chapter by chapter. I have given all of these are scriptures. And I have put a PDF file that you can download for every chapter. And you can read the scriptures for yourself. It is the scriptures that is what we're saying. It is the scripture, the revelation in them by the Holy Spirit. That will enlighten your hearts and your minds to know the day that we live. We need to understand the scriptures. In Matthew 22, verse 29, they came and asked him about marrying and giving him marriage in heaven. And he says, you don't understand the scriptures nor the power of God. We need to understand the scriptures. In Adam's Adam's, you'll find out that a little more about all of that. But I want you today, we starting here in chapter 1, to know we live in a very special time. 
And, and God, through the prophets, through the scriptures, both the old, the minor, the major prophets, I, I read a, a chapter in Isaiah every day. I try to meditate on 10 chapters of the Bible every day. I, I try to work my way through the Bible three and a half times every year of my life. It's been 45 years since God called me and commissioned me to, to be here today, to be able to share this word. But even then, it's only by his revelation. It's only by his spirit. It's only by the anointing that you will sense watching these videos that you know it's his word and not my word. And that's the difference. Is his anointing both on his word, on his servants, and upon you. In 1 Timothy 3.16, by common confession, great is the mystery of godliness. He who was revealed in the flesh was vindicated in the spirit seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, and taken up in glory. Great is the mystery of godliness. How God became incarnate man. How he was born of a seed of a woman, of Mary, who was fathered by God himself. We'll talk about all this, but the mystery of godliness, he came as a lamb, and he came as to bear and to offer himself for our sins. We know the story. But he's coming back as a lion. He's coming back as a son of God. He's coming back who he has always been, God. And he's coming back for his church. And he's coming soon. But for all of those that do not know him and do not obey him, the word says, he is coming back to bring judgment. We need to know not only the day we live, but we need to know the Lord. In Acts 10.40, God raised him up on the third day and granted that he become visible. 41, not to all the people, but to witnesses who were chosen beforehand by God. That it is to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. He ordered us to preach to the people and solemnly testify that this is the one who has been appointed by God as judge of the living and of the dead. This was the one. We, we, we see the little baby in the manger. We always see the little lamb. He came as a lamb. John introduced him, the lamb of God. It taketh away the sins of the world. I'm introducing you, the line of the tribe of Judah that happens to be God. He is the Son of God. He is the creator of all things. He is the Lord of lords and the King of kings, and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. He's the Lord of glory, and he's coming in all of his glory, with all of his saints, with all of his chosen and the faithful, with all of his brothers. You will learn all about these things. But he's coming soon. We need to be ready, church. We need to have cleansed ourselves from all defilement of the flesh. We, we, we'll learn all of these things. But I, I want all of this whole school of salvation is about salvation. Not only for yourselves, but that we can be the light, the witness. We, we can perform that ministry of reconciliation that has been given to all of us. That we can lay our lives down for our brothers and our family and our sisters. 
all that we can awaken those around us that are asleep, and they most are. That we can say, come ye out, be ye separate from the world. God will be a father to us. Therefore, having this precious promise, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of the flesh. I know I'll use that scripture later. But it's time to come out, to separate, to say, oh God, oh God. I do that every day. Resurrection in my life is every morning I die to self and try to live to him. It is needed every day and sometimes more than once to remind myself that I need to practice the presence of God in me. The Holy Spirit, God, the the Spirit of the Son of God, Jesus, it is not I, but Christ that lives within me. I do not want to quench or hinder or grieve that God within me and on me that leads me, that teaches me, that keeps me, that establishes me here today by His anointing and His presence and His Word as He he ministers to you. It is God. It is the Holy Spirit. Every day we have to die to self and we have to live to Him. We have to allow the grace of God, the Spirit of God to live and work through us. Not to grieve. We need to practice His presence. If you claim to be a Christian, if you are a Christian, you have been sealed with a promise. You have been sealed with as adoption of sons, a down payment of the transformation of being a son of God later. But you've been sealed. You've been given the Spirit of God. Having this precious treasure, Paul says in Timothy, let us guard it. Guard it. God is with you. Where are you taking God today? Where are you going? Wherever you go, if you're a Christian, he goes. And if he don't go, you're in trouble. We need to be mindful of who's with us. God is with us. There's nothing done in secret. God knows all things. He knows your thoughts. He's given us the opportunity and the power by the presence of that spirit to take every thought captive for this tearing down of these strongholds. I've had strongholds. I love sports. It's the religion of the world. I understand that. And, it, and, and I went to the University of North Carolina to begin with or many, many years ago, over, uh, over 50 years ago, <laughs> long time ago. And, and, and I've just, we have a really good basketball team, but I've always loved the football. I played some football. And, and it has been, it was like a stronghold in my mind that I, to be able, did, did I read, did I seek God first today? Did I read the scripture? Did I pray? Or did I check out the football scores or who, who, who we just got recruited or who's on the team? I became so, uh, convicted, I cried out to God, Lord, you got to deliver me of this demon, this, this football demon. <laughs> I didn't, I believed there was one because it had a hold on me. It could not be the first thing in my life. The first thing in my life has to be Christ, has to be Jesus, has to be his spirit ruling and reigning in my heart. 
My thoughts have to be His. If I'm a friend of the world, I'm an enemy of God. I am not the world's friend. I want to be the greatest offense the world has ever seen. I want to offend the darkness. I want this light in me to spread. It will not mix. You cannot mix light and darkness no more than you can oil and water. It will not mix. The darkness is offended. As a prophet, I understand we can be offensive. If I am offending your flesh, that is the spirit of life. Say, Lord, I repent. I repent. Be quick to repent. Be quick to accept the mystery of godliness, the Lamb of God, the little baby that was God. It became human. The mystery of iniquity is when Satan gets that body of that false prince of peace and he stands up doing miracles and wonders, Satan personified, Satan incarnate, the mystery of iniquity. We call him the Antichrist. You will learn more about that. But you have to be in Christ Jesus. It has to be by His Spirit. This revelation, you can't, you can study all you want to, and God won't reveal the deep secrets and the mysteries and the revelation. I asked God one time, Lord, there's mystery everywhere I turn around. Is a mystery, mystery, mystery. Would you give me your revelation? Everywhere I saw that there was a word mystery. It's an opportunity for a revelation. And God has been faithful. And I share most of those revelations in the next ten chapters. In the next nine, this is the first chapter. I really want you to, to copy the Scriptures. We need to understand and to know the Scriptures. And through them you'll know His power. There's nothing impossible. Salvation is amazing. It's not just for eternity, uh, fire insurance. That's a good reason, but it's not just about fire insurance. It's an assurance of life, of health, of, of peace and joy. Where's the joy in your life? Where's the peace in your life? Where is the right relationship where you say, Father, and he says, what, son? That we know that we know because he's with us and he guides us and he talks to us and we recognize his voice. It takes time on the knees in his word. It takes a lie. No longer I who live, but Christ that lives within me. Second Thessalonians 2 Thessalonians 2.1 Now we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of the Lord at Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed, either by a spirit or a message or a letter as, it, as if from us, to effect that the day of the Lord has come. It has not, but he's coming. Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first. It has already come. The church is about as asleep as it can be. It's time to wake up. But the apostasy has come, but the next has not. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself about every so-called God and an object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. That has not taken place. It is being set. 
Daniel, Jesus, we, we share all these in the timeline and the day of the Lord and many other chapters. You'll learn about the vision of Daniel that Jesus tells us to go and, and, and read from uh, Mark 13, uh, uh, Matthew 24. It, we'll, we'll talk about when, when you see these things, then, he says, and, and what to do and, and when it's going to happen. You'll understand the timeline that Jesus Christ gave us. It's all in red ink. I love that red ink. As a new song, I read the red letters by Crowder. I, I get all excited about the red letters. To read the red letters sometimes, that's straight from the throne. In Isaiah 29:10, For the Lord has poured over you a spirit of deep sleep. He has shut your eyes, the prophets, and he has covered your head, the seers. The prophets are blind too. Pastors, prophets, place people that call themselves apostles. You know, the only thing I ever saw about an apostle was that he didn't bring attention to himself, it said. What's all this apostle stuff we see advertisement? Maybe that's not who you really are. If Let the work establish. If, if, you, if you're, you create and establish a work of God, you pour in light leader an apostle. But if without those works, the work itself establishes, not the title on your business card. I know, and I think you will, before this is over, you'll believe that's one of God's prophets. I am, we're all called, we're an evangelist, we're called into the ministry of reconciliation. We're called to be lights, we're called to be a witness. We're called to be salvation to our friends and our neighbors and to the world. We're called to be that light, that light on a hill. We have to know him, we have to have him. But these, I, I see all these advertisements about prophets and apostles and all we need to be a child of God. It is in humility that greater grace is given. The power of God working through us by His Spirit. It's in humility. Arrogance can be blinding, as we'll find out. In verse 11, it says, to this, The entire vision will be to you like words of a sealed book, which when they, when they give it to the one who is literate, saying, Please read this. And he will say, I cannot. It is, it is sealed. Then the book will be given to the one who is illiterate, saying, Please read this. And he will say, I cannot read. Then the Lord said, Because this people draw near with, with their words and honor me with their lip service, but they remove their hearts far from me, and their reverence to me consists of tradition learned by rote. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. How many times do we say that? Did you realize you just spoke to our Father, our Father God? Hallowed be thy name. Did you do that with weeping on your face? Or was it by road? Did we go to church, say the Apostles' Creed, say the Lord's Prayer. It's by rote. You were thinking about, wonder who North Carolina got for a football player. I, I know, I've been there. I've been there. I caught myself when I was... I was saying something that should have been spiritual and my mind was as worldly as most others. That's not who a child of God is or can be. He has to be preeminent in our life. It has to be our life. It has to be his life. It can't be our life. It has to be his life. We have to die that he may live. This is eternal life that they know the one true God and His Son, Jesus Christ, and they sent John 17, 3. You have to know Him. But more important, as we're going to read, He, he needs to know you.
Isaiah 1.10, Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the instruction of our God, you people of Gomorrah. What are your multiplied sacrifices to me, says the Lord? I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle, and I take no pleasure in the blood of bulls and the lamb or goats. When you come to appear before me, who required you this of my trampling of the court? God did. It was his word. It was his law. Not in this manner. He, he, he was sick of it. He was sick of their offering and sacrifices. Oh, but I went to church three times this week. I said the Lord's Prayer twice and whatever else we did. I, 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 I don't know that God was taking that into account. 113, bring your worthless offerings no longer. Incense is an abomination to me. He had them. That was a prayer that represented the prayers of the saints. New moon and Sabbath and the calling of assemblies. I cannot endure iniquity and the solemn assembly. I hate your new moon festivals and your appointed feasts. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. So when you spread out your hands in prayer, I will hide my eyes from you. Yes, even though you multiply prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are covered with blood. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil deeds from my sight. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Reprove the ruthless. Defend the orphan. Plead for the widow. Where are your works? Oh, I've got faith. Where are the works? The works establish your faith. Without work, faith is dead. Where are the orphans? Where are the widows? James said this is pure and undefiled religion that we visit the orphans and the widows. How many orphans and widows you seen lately? We in for Christ, we have orphans and we have widows that we care for every, every month, every day, every weekly. We send money around the world where God has directed. And we don't have any outside support for this. It all has to come out of our, my wallet, out of our own family's funds. But we don't forget the orphans and the widows. And those, it's not, no use to send me any mail. We're, we're beyond, it takes a miracle every month now. It's where God speaks to my heart. But we're there. Many, many nations. I don't, I don't even share those things. There's no need to. I'm not asking for a collection. I'm asking God for miracles that we, we can continue and we've never missed since we've been doing this for years and years and years. 30 years, many years. I ended up here in Costa Rica some 35 years ago because I had bought some windows supposedly for an orphanage. The Lord told me to go, go see where, how the wind has looked. I got here, and God has sent me for a different reason. There was no orphanage. There were no windows. There was no orphanage. It was all a scam. He says, I want you to go. You go to where I lead you. You go and do what I tell you. And I will make sure that we take care of orphans and widows and all the others, the outcasts, the downtrodden. And I'll raise you up in the last day as a voice. And I said, yes, sir. Now I've been here in Costa Rica 
I'm a permanent resident here. Back in those days, it was a mission field. It's become one of the world's greatest resorts in a beautiful country. And, and God sent me, and I love coffee. And I go to Colombia, here, Rwanda, all these coffee nations as God has sent me. God has been so amazing. But I was here to check out the orphanage 36 years ago this year. Time flies. 36 years ago. To check out the orphanage where I bought windows. There was no windows. He says, you just, from now on, you listen to me. Do what I ask. And it will be reckoned, your obedience will be reckoned as righteousness. And I'll work miracles through you. And you'll be a miracle. And I have been such a miracle. It is not because of my faithfulness. It's because of his. His faithfulness. It has, has been amazing, even at times when I found myself being faithless. And God forbid. That was years ago. Sometimes we trip and we fall. Be quick to repent. Quick to repent. Why endure that condemnation and the death and, and the curse that comes upon that sin in our life? Get, rid of, get on your knees. Cry out to the Lord. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, God. Set me free, God. I want your peace. I need your joy. I need the strength of thy salvation, which is the joy of the Lord. Stand up. Be set free. People think somehow being a Christian that we have to lose, we lose all that death and curse and poverty and everything else. We, we go, sometimes it's not always we, have, but it's miracle after miracle. It's exciting. There never seems to ever be enough. But somehow, he always is never too late. Mary said to, to Jesus, if you'd only come four days ago, our brother, you might have prayed, and our brother might have lived. The body, Lazarus' body, already is stank. It's been four days. No problem. Come out, Lazarus. I have seen the body smelling pretty good many times. No problem. In the name of Jesus, Lazarus, come forth. Get rid of all those those burial clothes. Put on a new robe. It's a day of celebration. Resurrection power in Christ Jesus should be ours each and every day of our life as we resurrect in the likeness of him. As we die to self and live to him. It is an amazing, amazing life. I want you to have it. I want you to go through the school of salvation, all of these chapters, and allow the Spirit of God to impart the truth in these scriptures to encourage you and that you know that you know that you know. Because there's a test coming. But we first need to test ourselves, as I will share if I can keep going here. <laughs> Isaiah 28, 9. To whom would be whom would he teach knowledge, and to whom would he interpret the message? Those just weaned from milk, Joe's just taken from the breast. For he says, order on order, order on order, line on line, line on line, a little here, a little there. Indeed, he will speak to this people through stammering lips and a foreign tongue. I, sometimes I, they think I have stammering lips. I speak in tongues, but I, it's not, I stammer too, it seems, at times. Uh, he who said to them, here is rest, give rest to the weary, and here is repose, that, but they would not listen. 
So the word of the Lord to them is order on order, line on line, line on line, a little here, a little there, that they may go and stumble backward and be broken, and snared, and taken captive. Oh, church, I know it's dark, and I know we have accepted that. But the therein is to stumble backwards and to be broken when there's life, there's blessing. He is speaking to you today. Open your eyes, open your ears, guard the gates, quit listening to, we watched that, that idol on the side of the wall we call television. It used to be on the stage, now we put it on the side of the wall. All the furniture faces our, our, our God and our home. We listen, we watch, we partake of the world. Partake of Christ, of his word, of his revelation. No regeneration. To resurrect in newness of life in Christ. Know him today. That is salvation. That is eternal salvation. That is life. That is abundant life. Know him today. Don't know. I, 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 I'm interested. I grew up in a political family. I had to quit watching news. All of this deception, both sides, all of it. They get, want to get you so mad that you become addicted to see who did what to what. So you watch. The ratings go up. Don't let the media play with your emotions or your mind. Be set free in the name of Jesus. Jesus didn't come wrapped in an American flag. I love our country. But we propagated and we are today. We look like a bunch of idiots up there right now. That's the truth. And it's not one side. Because there's this darkness. And God is turning them over to their own ways, which is horrible. They're they trying to say good is uh, bad is good, good is bad. Evil is righteous. It's not. It's an abomination. Read the word of God. Know him. Come out. Be separate. You can't do both. Matthew 13, 10, And the disciples came and said to him, Who do you speak to them in parables? Why do you speak to them in parables? Jesus answered to them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. For whoever has come to him, more shall be given, and he who he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has shall be taken away. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because now, while seeing they do not see, and while hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. In their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, you will keep on hearing, but will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. For the heart of the people has become dull with their ears, and they scarcely hear. And they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they would see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your hearts, because they hear. He says, what? He says, I speak in parables, for that you may understand the mysteries of heaven, the mysteries of the kingdom, the mysteries. The, to those that have revelation, understanding, more shall be given. To those that have little, the little they have is going to be taken away. 
He's talking about revelation. He's talking about understanding. He's talking about the mysteries that God will allow you to see if you have open eyes and open ears and an open mind, being spiritually minded, living a spiritual life. God will reveal all of the mysteries. The revelation will be greater and greater and greater that you will know in whom you believed. You will know his plan. You will know his purpose. You will know the power of his resurrection in your life. You can find all of that by the Spirit of God in these chapters, That this one and the ones to follow. Please, but please print out the Scriptures. 1 Corinthians 2.1 And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, in the demonstration of the spirit of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Yet we do not speak wisdom among those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. For if they had understood, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. I can assure you. But just as it is written, things which eye hath not seen nor ear has heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him, For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among you, who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man, which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us. Hallelujah. Which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, capital God, the Holy Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. But he who is spiritual appraises all things. Yet to himself he is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Do you have the mind of Christ today? God has shared and through these messages and revelations, revelation after revelation, The Spirit of God is revealing our inheritance that we have as saints. He's revealed His purpose in man and all of this. All of this is within these chapters. But we have to know Him. It is not by man's wisdom. It is not by the arm of the flesh. It is not by you can be as brilliant as you can be. You can be a genius. You can study all you want to. But these are spiritually discerned. 
Revelation comes from the Holy Spirit. If I speak to you in all my wisdom, I am a doctor, and the Spirit of God is not moving. If you can't feel the anointing on my words, if you can't sense the presence of God within this video, you turn it off. And then you pray whether it's you or me. <laughs> it's one of us. I feel the presence of God in the studio. I know the anointing that is on his word. I know where the revelation has come from, and it's not by the wisdom of this man. It's by the revelation of his spirit for such a time as this for you. If you're listening, this is for you. God has you today. I teach, and I always said, nothing, it occurred to me that nothing has ever occurred to God. He's never had a surprise. He declared the end from the beginning. Well, is it Calvinism or Armenianism? It's both. It's both. He's sovereign, and we also have free choice. How is that? Because God is all-powerful. God, you don't understand the scriptures or the power of God. He's a sovereign God. He declared the end from the beginning, but yet I have the freedom of choice. Well, how can I have freedom, and yet God knows? Because he's God. Hallelujah. I know that I know him. I know that I have a freedom because I get to choose every day and I choose quickly to repent, to bow my knee before him, to walk in humility that I'll have greater grace because he gives greater grace to the humble and I need the power of God to open your eyes and your hearts and your minds this day that you receive and understand the revelation of his son Jesus Christ that gave himself for you that you may have salvation, but that you be ready for his soon return. That is the cry. Awaken, church. Rise up in his strength and not your own. And with a spiritual mind. Do you have the mind of Christ? Do you? I know that I do. Because I choose to die to my own and live to his. I choose to ask and talk with him and have this conversation with the Spirit of God. I get to walk around talking to the Lord. That's pretty amazing. You have that same opportunity. The, the cares of this world at times, they'll get me away, and I start to feel tired and start to feel whatever. I mean, I'm just only 69 this year. I'm a young man. He keeps me strong. I get tired. I realize, you know, where are you, where, where are you Lord? Where's my strength? Where's the joy? Where's the peace? I hear this. He says, where are you? I said, I'm definitely not where I need to be because I need to be in your arms. I need to be with you. This is a mess out here. This, the world is a fearful place, but there's no fear in love. And this perfect love casts out fear. And God in me is love. And I am not afraid of the big bad wolves. What is there to fear? When you're free to die, I don't fear death. Lord, that is a victory for a Christian. If you're free to die, you're certainly free to live. Hallelujah. I don't take much of a revelation. So why aren't we free to live? You're not free to live if you're not free to die. And that's where the problem is.
You need to know Him. You need to know Him. More important, He really needs to know you. 1 Corinthians 15, 45, So also is it written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. That's a problem we have as, as children of God. A living soul. We were created eternal. We were created a living soul, but we were created dead spiritually. The problem in, in the garden. We know the story. But Jesus, the last Adam, became a living, life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. Amen. The, the second Adam, Jesus, the second Adam, was a life-giving spirit. We must be born again. Sons are born. Angels are created. We have to be born a son. The Jews were born son. We, the Gentiles, have opportunity in Christ Jesus and only in Him we can be born again, adopted, receive the seal of the Holy Spirit with an adoption as sons, with a full right and the blessings of the kingdom of Jesus Christ and of the Father. Hallelujah. What an opportunity at the day of the Lord, the day of the Gentiles is over. It is fulfilled. That day is coming soon. I know that I know what I'm talking about. You need to understand all ten chapters that I'm going to share. John 20, 22, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy 1, 13, Retain the standard of sound of sound words which you have heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus, guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in you the treasure that has been entrusted to you. God in us. God with us. God on us. You receive that baptism, He's on you. The power of God, the the dunamis power of the Spirit of God. We have His authority as sons. Exusia. You'll learn about that also. But God with us, in us, on us. Life, peace, joy, righteousness, health, blessing, eternal salvation. Glory to God. Second Corinthians 13, 5. Test yourselves to see if you're in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourself? That Jesus is in you unless indeed you fail the test. Are you in Christ? Do you have the mind of Christ? Do you test yourself right now? Test yourself. Test yourself. We don't have to go to church. Test yourself. Do you know the peace? Do, do you speak to God? He speaks to you. Do you know it? Does he know you? Are you, are you mindful of his presence in your life? We're supposed to be taking every thought captive to his obedience. If he's, not, if he's not ruling and reigning in your life, then, then you don't, you're not walking in that, that relationship. Test yourself. And if not, repent. Be quick to repent. Just, Lord, forgive me. Teach me. Guide me. Empower me. I need your peace. I need the joy. That peace that surpasses understanding. I see a world out there so confused and so everything but peace. Lord, what kind of life is, and it must not be much. Many are taking their own. If you destroy this temple, God certainly will destroy you. This, we are the temple of God. Allow Him to dwell there and there'll be a peace. There'll be a joy. 
There'll be, there'll be life, life, truth. He is the only way that you can have that. Be quick to repent. Give yourself a test. Are you in Christ? Do you have the mind of Christ? Test yourself. You don't have to go. You know. You know right now. If not, just get on your knees and say, Lord, here I am. I've heard, and you'll hear it right here, the less he has to work with, the more that he can do. Hallelujah. That's amazing. That's how I stand here. He didn't have a lot to work with here. I was born, I, I, I struggled with language. I struggled to speak, pronounce words. I guess you've noticed. Born that way. Uh, fat little kid, whatever. Not a whole lot. But God put his hand on me. I remember him talking to me when I was a little boy up under the myrtle bushes. I didn't remember that till later. God brought it back. God had a plan and a purpose in my life. And it was for me to stand here before you today. Be quick to repent, to, to renew what I've had to so many times. But basically, sometimes I, I said, Lord, I don't, what just happened, I don't even know. That, life is crazy sometimes. But, but, but I don't have, I'm not exactly at peace, so whatever happened, forgive me, but help me. I need you. I need your peace. I need your strength. I need your guidance. I need your wisdom. Oh, what wisdom there is in Christ. Ephesians 4.21, If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in the reference to your former manner of life, you will lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, has been created in the righteousness and holiness of the truth. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak in truth each one of you with his neighbor. We are to be members of one another. Be angry and yet do not sin. That's a tricky deal there. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Repent, folks. And do not give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, Lord help us, but only such a word that is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that he will give grace to those that hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as in Christ has also forgiven you. Put the new self on. Put Jesus on. Repent. Walk in forgiveness. Walk in peace. We can't walk around worldly minded. We can't walk. We've got to embrace the presence of the Spirit. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve Him. He's with us. We need to keep Him there. Well, matter of fact, we need to let Him rule and reign because it's the Spirit of Jesus. If Christ is ruling and reigning in your heart, it is His Spirit, by His Spirit, and the voice of the Spirit that leads us and guides us. Sometimes 
uh, has been mistaken that people think that I was a good businessman. I can assure you my companies and businesses and whatever God blessed me over the years is taking miracle after miracle. In spite of my leadership, it took God and, oh God, and God to give me wisdom at times. And even when, if I messed up somehow, he usually would fix it that we would be able to be here today. A little here, a little there. But you learn to trust Him, not to trust what you think. All those great ideas I thought I had never seemed to work out. But the ones sometimes I didn't quite understand, but I knew they were His. They have never failed. And I'm quick to listen and obey. There really is no other way. <laughs> Y'all know the song. I if I try to sing, I know you'll leave. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And we are ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete. Are you ready to punish all disobedience? You say, no, no more. Help me, Lord. Give me strength. No more. I, I don't want to feel like this. That's what disobedience makes me do. Ooh, how did I get here? Lord, forgive me. Let's do this different. I'm gonna, I believe I better let you handle this. I, I, I'm over my head. As usual, God, God has a way of leading us away from the boat. <laughs> and after a while, you have no clue where the boat is. You just see Jesus. But that's enough. If you just keep your eyes on Jesus, you don't have to worry about the waves and the wind and all that stuff. Just have your eyes on Jesus. You'll be just fine. I have no idea where the boat is. And, and I kept leaving. I, 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 don't know, I don't know where the land is. I just know Jesus. But I do see the waves, and they're there, but there's nothing to fear. The wind can howl and blow and make all kind of noises. We get these things called hurricanes sometimes. I grew up on an island, and, uh, and we get these hurricanes sometimes, and uh, they can make a terrible noise. There's a big roar going on. But it's not the roar of the line of tribe of Judah within me. This God that I serve that lives within me the roar of the lion for such a day that we live. He's coming soon. You need to know him. First Thessalonians 5.1 Now as to times and epochs, brethren, you have no need anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. We've always, I've always heard, the Lord's coming and nobody's going to know it's going to be a thief in the night. It is to the world, they're completely blind. But it is not to you. It should not, especially if you're going to listen and, and, and understand what I'm going to be sharing with you. We don't know the day or hour, but you can pretty much know almost the week or the month or the year, or certainly. It's very close. You need to listen to the rest of what we have to share. Allow God to teach you, to lead you, to guide you, to get excited. We live in a very special time. Verse 3. While they are saying peace and safety, 
Then destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. But you, brethren, the brothers, you, brethren, and the sisters, you, you, brethren, are not in the darkness. Are you in the darkness? You're not in the darkness. That the day would overtake you like a thief. For you are sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of night nor of darkness. So then let us sleep as, let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet and the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are asleep, wake or asleep, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one upon another, one another just as you are doing. We are of the day, not the night. We're of the light. We understand the day that we live. We know. And the wrath of God will not be. Why? You know who the wrath of God? We are. You need to understand that. That'll get you to finish the chapters. We're the armies of the Lord. We'll meet Him in the air. We're transformed. We get our white horses. We get our white. We will always be with the Lord. Adams to Adams. Read all the, understand the chapters. We are coming with Him as He pours His wrath out on all those that do not know Him and that do not obey Him. Both. You need to walk in obedience to the Spirit of God within you, and if you don't know that Spirit, you need to fall to your knees right this minute. You need to know the Lord. And more importantly, He needs to know you. You need to be in His book. little book of life. Hallelujah. The, the gate is narrow. There's many called, few chosen. I share in that. I, and I believe in, in chapter, uh, if I can remember all the titles of what I'm doing, it should be in chapter 5, where, where you can make certain, both of your, not only your calling, but your choosing, and guarantee the entrance in that narrow gate. Pretty amazing. It's a great sermon, preachers. You need to understand. You need to know Him. You need to walk in Him. You need to be aware of the day you live in. And if you're not, you're don't. You're not hearing from God. I hear, hear people say, well, I believe the Lord's coming back. They're, they're hearing. They're hearing, but they're not living their life like it. If He's coming, you need to be ready. We need to be of the day. We need to be in the light. And we will know the day. We will know. We know the season. We know Him. And you will know. And you'll be ready. Praise the Lord. It's amazing what God his inheritance he has for all of his saints, for his bride. I want you to keep reading. 2 Timothy 3, 1, But realize this, in the last days, difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self. How true is all this? Lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, reviler, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy. You know, being a lover of money disqualifies for you being an overseer in the church. I can read all that, probably do later. I'm sure I do, not here. I, I just see the church and Christians so in love with money in the world, I think. Woo! God gives us, he, he blesses us. But we've got to be in love with Him. 
not, not the blessings, the blesser. There is prosperity. There is gain in godliness. But we don't serve him for that. We serve him because he loved us first or we love him. And we offer our life and all that he, we were bought with a price. It's all his. And as we do with it what he would have us do, he blesses us and he'll multiply it because he knows we will be faithful and obedient with it. Another sermon, another chapter, a lot to share. 2 Timothy 3, 3, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, gossip, gossip, horrible, Within, without self-control, brutal, haters of good. I say I've always battled with weight. I have to battle this old man, this flesh. I, I, I'm like Hosea 3, 1. I had a problem with raisin cakes. I used to, the raisin cakes taste pretty good. Desserts taste. I, I can look at food in the back. I have to discipline this body. I'm a disciple. He gave me a, he did not give me a, he gave me a, he gave me the power, he gave me a spirit, a power of love and of the sound, of a disciplined mind. A disciple. I'm a discipline, a disciple of Jesus Christ. I can't stand here today and, and, and not represent. If I share his word, there should be anointing on it. If I stand here as a disciple, I should look like one. I should look like a disciplined one. That buffets the body. That walks, walks in his strength. In his discipline. That I may have life. And strength. And joy. I'll just leave it there. But, but, but men. The church. Is not very disciplined. And, the, and that's. Evidence of no power. If anybody. Can, can stay disciplined. With God, and, and if I am, I am not. I am not the strongest of souls, but in Him I am. In Him I can overcome. In Him I can win and not lose. Only in Him. And there's times I just have to cry out, "Lord, help me! I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Help me discipline what I put in my mouth." It's sometimes it happens without even thinking. Lord, help me to be mindful of what I'm doing, that I don't feed the flesh, but that I stay healthy and strong. And I, and I stand, uh, I'm planning to be the healthiest, strongest 70-year-old coming next year. To be a, an example of discipleship, of God's faithfulness, of His strength, not of mine. I'm the weakest of the weak. But in Christ Jesus, I'm strong. I'm his warrior. I'm his prophet. I can stand. You can't do it in your own strength. Quit trying in your own strength. A disciplined life can only come by the Spirit of God. It is not in our flesh to do that. You can do it a little while. There's diets and there's, we can even do fastings. They don't work. You go right back to where you were before. A disciplined life, a, a Christian lifestyle is a disciplined life. That takes the Spirit of God ruling and reigning in your life. We need to represent that. Where's the power? If I'm speaking to you and there's no power, there's no anointing on this word, you need to go elsewhere. The presence of God, He inhabits, He, he, he anoints, and He confirms His word. 
his teaching. I'll let you decide. But I feel he's here. I'm sure he's there touching you. It's not in your own strength. And don't let the failure, the devil would come in yourself. You're just a failure. We're all failures. Until we allow him to rule and reign. And then we become princes of God. An inheritance is coming. That we get to rule and reign with the king of kings. We've been sealed with an adoption. We've been given the spirit of God. God to dwell within us. Well, we can do all things in Christ. Including what we've put in our mouths. And when and how much. We need to walk. We will not survive to see the Lord if you poison yourself and kill yourself. It's the devil. That is the devil. You don't hear it in church because the problem is in the pulpit normally. They look like they love raisin cakes. I love raisin cakes, but I don't eat them. Go read Hosea 3.1. Timothy, 2 Timothy 3.4. Treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Hold into a form of godliness, although they have denied its power, avoid such men as these. If there's no power, if there's no presence, if there's no anointing, and if there's no God, avoid these people, including me. God, there needs to be a presence. There needs to be a power. We are, you will only understand what I have to say and teach if, if it's only by the Holy Spirit. You can't do it in a natural mind. You have to have a heart willing and open, but you have to have His help. All you have to do is ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, forgive me, help me, save me, fill me, teach me, strengthen me, set me free. Hallelujah. Be set free in Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name. Right now. Come out. Be gone. Walk in hell. No peace. Walk in freedom. Let freedom reign and rule in your life through the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalms 81, 6. I, I relieved his shoulder of burden. His hands were freed from the basket. You called in trouble and I rescued you. I answered you in the hiding place of thunder. I proved you at the waters of Meribah. Hear, O my people, and I will admonish you, O Israel. If you would listen to me, let there be no strange God among you, nor shall you worship any foreign God. I, the Lord, am your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. And Israel did not obey me. So I gave them over to the stubbornness of their heart to walk in their own devices. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. Those who hate the Lord would pretend obedience to him and their time and punishment would be forever. I would feed you with the finest of the wheat and with honey, but from the rock I would satisfy you. Folks, only if you would listen and 
Listen and obey. <laughs> There's no other way. I wish I could sing. Anyway, God, God. If you listen, he, he, he demonstrated himself. You feel him. Let him rule. Let him reign. Get, Lord, here I am. Why do you got to lose? Death. Damnation. Curse. There's prosperity. Peace, joy. Eternal life. Ruling and reigning with Jesus. Now, how do I side here? Sickness and disease. This flesh is weak. Just ask Jesus. Get on your knees, Lord. I don't even know how, but Lord, save me. Help me. Fill me. Heal me. Teach me. Raise me up. Please, 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 Hosanna, Lord. Romans 8.10, Christ is in you through the body, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then, brethren, we are not under obligation, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if you are living by the Spirit, you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We have to know Him. We have to be able to recognize His voice to be His son, to be His daughter. We have to separate ourselves out of this world so we can hear Him and be saved. And He'll lead you, what? Along by the still waters through the green pasture. Peace. Help. Let Him lead you. Is He leading you today? Do you have the mind of Christ? Have you ticked the test yet? We ask the words in Paul, the Corinthians, take the test. Test yourself. Do you have the mind of Christ? Is he leading you? Are you in health? Do you have joy? Do you have peace? What you have to do is ask. He will manifest himself to you. Matthew 10, 26 Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. I will tell you in the darkness, speak in the light, and what I hear whispered in my, your ear, proclaim on the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. What he speaks to, in, in, to our hearts Declare it on the housetops. Where is the light on the hill? Let's be his witness. He's causing us all to the ministry of reconciliation. Habakkuk 2 2. The Lord answered me and said, Record the vision and scribe it on tablets. The one who reads it may run. I want you to listen. I have recorded the vision, the prophecies, the truth. All of this on a tablet we call a school of salvation in 10 chapters. Read it. Know it. And run with it. 
the torch, the light of Christ. Get on your housetop and declare it to the world. Jesus not only is risen, He is coming and He's coming soon to judge both the living and the dead. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Habakkuk 3, For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward its goal. It will not fail, though it tarries. Wait for it, for it will certainly come. It will not delay. As sure as I'm standing here, He's coming. I've got all the reasons and all the timeline and all the other in latter chapter. You, I want you to know your Lord and your Savior. And if He is your Lord and Savior, you have to know it to be able to Him to be Lord, to be able to hear and obey. That's what Lordship means. We serve Him. Isaiah 43, a voice is calling. Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Let every valley be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. And let the rough ground become a plain and the rugged terrain a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all flesh will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. He's coming on a cloud in all glory. It's going to be revealed to everyone on earth at one time. And I know the earth is round, but I know what the Word says. It's going to be revealed. He's coming in all of His glory, the day of the Lord. At that day, the day of the Gentiles will be fulfilled. It is our opportunity today. It is our, we're trying to clear the way. We're trying in, in the spirit of Elijah, in the spirit of John the Baptist. No, I'm not He. They were expectant. We need expectation. When you understand the, da- the prophecies of Daniel with the Hosea clues, the two-day Hosea, you'll understand the day and know exactly. You'll know when he's coming. They knew when Christ was coming the first time. The 69 weeks were up. They did the math. There was great expectation. They said, John, are you the Messiah? No. He's my first cousin. <laughs> no, I'm not. But I'm about to introduce you. Because he was there. They knew the Messiah was coming. He was supposed to come and set up his reign. They didn't understand Psalms 22, Isaiah 53. They did not understand the suffering servant. They did not understand Isaiah 66, 8. The woman, Israel, before she travailed, she gave birth to a boy. She birthed Jesus before the travail. The Messiah was supposed to come into the travail. Jacob's distressed. We call it the great tribulation. Immediately following, He's coming. But He's coming back. And they missed it. You are without excuse. You have been told today. Allow Him to bring revelation. Bring salvation. Bring joy. Bring freedom. Be blessed. Why walk in a curse? He's coming back and He's called us and He's called this school of salvation and this ministry to prepare the way. And His prophet, I'm trying to prepare the way of the Lord, not for His coming. He's came, but He's coming back. He's not coming as the lamb. He's coming as the lion. The lion. He's coming with wrath. Wake up. Wake up. Hear that SOS. I hear that, that little music. Our composer here in our studio wrote that just for this show. I think I, I really love it. 
It's, it's an alarm. Save our souls, O oh God. Hosanna. Please, Lord, save us. That's what Hosanna means. Three Hebrews words go. Please, Lord, save us. It's Lord, save us with a prayer. I won't get into the Hebrew, but it's please, Lord, save us. Please. Hosanna, Hosanna. They thought on that Palm Sunday he had come. They weren't expecting for him to be nailed to a tree and become a curse on Friday. John 1, 22. We know that Sunday came though. Then they said to him, Who are you so that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as I, Isaiah the prophet said. Now while the people were in a state of expectation, and all were wondering in their hearts about John as to whether he was a, the Christ, and John answered and said to them, As for me, I baptize you with water, but one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to untie the thong of his sandal. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winning fork is in his hand, so thoroughly clear his threshing floor, and gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with an unquenchable fire. He is coming. He has baptized us with the Holy Spirit and fire. And fire. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. But He's not coming as a mystery of Godless. He's coming as a Son of God. He is coming as God with all of His glory. The Father will be here a thousand years later. We'll talk about that later. But the Lord Jesus, the Creator of all things, the Son of God, is coming with all of His saints. Oh, what an inheritance we have. You need to read on. Amos 3, 4, does a lion roar in the forest when he has no prey? Does a young lion growl from his den unless he has captured something? Does a bird fall into a trap on the ground when there is no bait in it? Does a trap spring up from the earth when it captures nothing at all? If a trumpet is blown in a city, will not the people tremble? If a calamity occurs in the city, has not the Lord done it? Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals the secret counsel to his servants, the prophets. A lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? The, a lion has roared. I'm one of his, I heard the roar. Who can help but prophesy? I know of his imminent return. The church is asleep. It's time to wake up. It's time to get saved. And it's not boating. It's time, here's my life, Lord. Take it. I'm yours. Lead me, guide me, teach me. The School of Salvation is a wonderful place to really get a real strong foundation. Revelation for this last time that you won't be caught unaware. You'll know the day. You're not of darkness. You're of light. He's not coming like a thief to us. I know when he's coming. You will too. You go through this school. You'll know the Lord and you'll know when he's coming and you'll know your part. And we all have a part. We all have a ministry. We've all been called as his evangelists, as his lights. 
of being called as sons and daughters to all one day one be sons. Joel 2, 1, blow a trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming. Surely it is near. A day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. As the dawn is spread over the mountains, so there is a great and mighty people. There has never been anything like it, never. Nor will there again after it to the years of many generations. You are the salt of the earth. You are, you are. But if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? If it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out, trampled under the foot of man, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill, cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and he gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works. And glorify your God who is in heaven. John 17, 3. Listen to all this. You are God's light. You are his salt. The light has to shine. It can't be hidden. The salt cannot lose its savior. John 17, 3. This is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God. That they may know you, the only true God. And thy son... Thy son, and Jesus Christ whom thy sent, thy son who's coming back. Galatians 4, 9. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God. How about that? How is it that you turn back again to the weak and worthless and elemental things to which you desire to be enslaved all over again? This flesh is weak, folks. It's terrible. But how... How can we know God and rather, look here, rather be known by God? He knows us and then turn back to these elemental things, this worldly mess. The flesh is weak. We need to be quick to repent. We need to stay in his book. We don't need to be blotted out. That once saved, always saved. Somebody's never read the word. That holds no order whatsoever. Whatsoever. There's a security to the believer. But it's not in turning away and back to the elemental things of this world. It is not. It would have been better that they never got saved. You don't want to go there. Get on your knees. Allow him to rule and reign in your life to lead you by the still waters. Oh, Lord, in the pastures of righteousness and the glory and the power and the knowledge of the kingdom and of your inheritance. And of the glory of God, let it be revealed in you and through you that others may believe. He came into Cana and he began to work miracles and he manifested his glory, Luke says. And they believed. Let the glory of God, the presence of God, the anointing of God rest on you. Even as he rests on me today as I'm sharing his word with you. Know that he's come to set you free. And whom is free of Christ is free indeed. When he sets you free, you are free. And in his name, I speak freedom to the captive. Release them now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Do this knowing the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken. 
from sleep, for now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. The night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not carousing, drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality, not in strife and not in jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision in regards to its lust. Put on Christ. Put on the new self. We read. Put on the new self. Put on Christ. Make no provision for the flesh. Let us cleanse ourselves from all this defilement. Knowing the day. This is the day. Do this. Cleanse yourself from all defilement. Die to self. Live to Him. Walk in His power. Repent. Walk in life. Walk in eternal life. Walk in salvation. Not that you know Him, but rather to be known by Him. Oh, what a wonder. God knows my name. God knows me. I talk to Him. He talks back to me. He's talking to you, many of you right now. I just really can feel it. Know it. I want you you to know Him and the power of His salvation. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in a knowledge of Him. Salvation. I pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of His power toward us who believe these are in accordance with the workings of the strength of His might, which He brought about in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand in heavenly places. Acts 17, 30 and 31. I always say this is my favorite Easter scripture right here. It says, Therefore, having overlooked times of ignorance, God now is declaring to men that all people everywhere should repent. What's that got to do with Easter? Everything. Because he has fixed a day. I'm telling you all that. It is not tarrying. There is no such thing as tarrying, church. God's not tarrying. The Father has fixed a day. The prophet Daniel has told us. Jesus said, go understand Daniel. 24-15, Matthew. Go understand Daniel. Let the reader understand. That's in the Greek, folks. It's red letters. Should be. It's not in somebody. It should be. That was Jesus' instruction. Understand the 70th week prophecy of Daniel. That's how they knew when he would come. That's why there was expectation. If you understand that today, and you will, in chapter 8, you will... You need to have the expectation because he's coming again and very soon. Hallelujah. How? Because he has fixed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he has appointed, the Son of Man, the God, Lord of Lords, has appointed having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. If you celebrated Easter, if you celebrated Resurrection Sunday, if you celebrated that, you were celebrating proof. What? That he's coming back to judge the living and the dead. He said, I was the one. You tell them, Acts 10, 42. You tell them, I was the one. Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. I'm coming with a vengeance. He left that up when he stood up in a little 
little church, synagogue there in Nazareth. He left off the last part of verse 2. He said, you tell them, I'm coming back with the vengeance. He came the first time as the Lamb of God. They brought the coat to Jesus and put it on, and he sat there, and many spread the coats on the road. Others spread leafy, leafy branches that which they had cut off from the fields. They who went in front and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he, he who comes in the name of the Lord. They were working, they were praising the Lord and Messiah. Blessed, blessed is coming, is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. I want you to hear, I've got a little bit on Hosanna here. It, it means in Hebrew, please Lord save us. The cry of the school salvation is Hosanna. Please, Lord, save us. Matthew twenty four thirty. And then the sun, sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of the sky to the others. He's coming back with His chosen and faithful, His elect. His angels go and they gather us. We meet Him in the air. We have a marriage supper of the Lamb. Ephesians 5 says the marriage, I'm not talking about man and wife, I'm talking about Christ and His church, where the two become one, where we're transformed into the image of our, our elder brother, which happens to now be our husband. We come with Him. He comes with all of His saints. He comes with all of His Holy One. He comes with all of His chosen and faithful. He comes with His messengers, the new messengers, and they are now sons, brothers, to bring about His wrath, the armies of the Lord. You can read of all about and know all about that in Adam's to Adam's, in the timeline, in the day of the Lord. In many chapters, I believe that God has allowed me to bring revelation to share with you and my cry of my heart and what all of this is about is Hosanna. Hosanna. Blessed is the one that's coming, but Hosanna. Please, please, Lord, save. Save my brothers, my sisters that are asleep. Wake them up, God. Let them, let them get prepared. Let, let, them, let them have a fresh baptism of thy spirit. Let them have a fresh washing of thy blood. Let them learn, come to know you, and let you lead, rule, and reign as their prince, their king, their lord. Lord, I look forward to bowing a knee. I look forward to confessing you as Lord, Lord, King of Kings. I do every, I try to do it every day of my life. I want you to know him. I want you to know salvation. God bless.